catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I am your host, Ryan Fowler. Excited to be joined this evening by Gabriel Murphy, edge rusher from the UCLA Bruins. Gabriel, I know it's been a pretty pre-draft process so far. Appreciate you joining me, man. Just talk to me how this pre-draft process has been for you so far. Uh, the pre-draft process has been, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on, man. It's a blessing. And, uh, yeah, but the pre-draft process for me has been, you know, while obviously it's something I've been dreaming about my whole life, me and my brother, you know, being able to do it with my twin brother, Grishan, is, uh, you know, a dream come true, you know, and uh, this process has been wild. You know, we're taking it one day at a time, especially me taking it one day at a time, you know, letting everything come to me. And uh, just putting the work in each and every day, man, letting the chips fall at the end of the day. So, you know, we just wild, but one of the, something I've been dreaming about my whole life, so just excited about it. What are some parts of this game? I know we've been a busy last few weeks with workouts, and obviously you were at Trine down in Frisco and had a hell of a week. But maybe what are some parts of your game, man, that you're maybe focused on leading up to the draft process? So the points of my game that maybe I'll focus on or maybe just trying to t- tweak and get better at. Uh, this past all season, you know, before the start of the season, I started to work more on my, you know, being more decisive with my moves, with my hands and things like that. And uh, my plan as a pass rusher coming up with like, you know, plan, get some based on my plans, you know, film, things like that. But something that I'm trying to tweak and get better at right now, I would say probably is my being like around the corner. Uh, I feel like I've improved a lot on my hands, so I just continue to do that. And then, you know, my being around the corner, I think I'm at a good spot right now, but you can always get better with being and always get better with your step around the tackle. So that's something I'm uh, getting, trying to work on and get better at there. Gabriel, for those out there that didn't watch you at North Texas or watch you dominate really this year, a lot of the time in the Pac-12, the best conference in college football this year uh, for UCLA, working opposite, of course, with your brother Grayson and, of course, Leitu Latu. What are some parts of your game, and what are what are teams getting in Gabriel Murphy, both as a player on the football field and a leader in the locker room as well? Well, first thought I'm saying as a leader in the locker room, they're going to get somebody that loves their teammates and you know shows up every day and works their behind off. I'm a guy that leads by example, number one. So, you know, whether that be working out uh, in the weight room, on the field, getting extra work, whatever it is, I'm going to be a guy that leads by example, not by my talk. And let guys know that, you know, I love them at the end of the day. And the players that they're getting, you know, I feel as I'm the best pass rusher in this class. So I think I'm going to come in day one and be, be a pretty good pass rusher. But at the same time, soak up from the vets, you know, learn from the vets, come in there as a locker room, not with a big ego. Like I said, I'm a guy that likes to work hard and, you know, lets my work speak for itself. So just go in there and learn from the vets because I'm not going to, you know, maybe dress in a situation where I'm able to do so. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the type of player they're getting. I think I'm going to be the best pass rusher in this class. I think I am the best pass rusher in this class. So, uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Look, Gabriel, talk to me about your time, man, spent at North Texas and UCLA. Obviously, different levels of competition, of course. And obviously, the, the transfer portal was, was a big part of your collegiate career, as it is for, for a lot of guys now. Just that process of going from North Texas to UCLA and, and how that's helped you not only evolve as a player, and, but as a young man as well. 
Absolutely, great question. So first off, going back all the way back to high school, you know, when we, me and my brother chose, as well, I speak for me, when I chose to go to North Texas, it was a decision that I wanted, I wanted to spend all four years, maybe five years at North Texas. I never had any intentions of getting in the transfer portal or whatever it was. It was mainly, you know, I just want to go to North Texas, close to home, something like that, you know, dominate, so that I could play at the collegiate level. And, uh, you know, I would say I was a little under-recruited coming out of uh, high school, but, you know, I'm not making any excuses. You know, it's nobody's fault. It's just the way the chips fail. And uh, so I just decided to go up to North Texas, you know, made the name for myself up there. Felt like, you know, me and my brother came with a decision, like, after our third season up there, like, we felt like we had did everything. We saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, these guys are a good group of five players, but they wouldn't be able to compete or dominate at the power five level. So they kind of just lit a fire on us. And that's really what ultimately moved, uh, made our decision to transfer, because, like I said, we had great relationships with everybody in North Texas. I had a great relationship with the head coach, Coach Latrell. Uh, still, you know, I still talk to him to this day, do anything for that man. So it was mainly just a decision that, you know, we, it was a challenge in front of us that we wanted to go dominate at a higher level, you know, pay for whatever it was. So that's really claiming our decision to transfer. And then we ultimately made that decision. Another thing, when we looked at schools that are the transfer portal, you know, UCLA was really intriguing to us because not only was it number one, uh, good school in football, but it was number one uh, public university in the country. And a lot right. of people don't know, or a lot of people do know this, but Chip Kelly and everything, it was mainly known as an offensive school. Yeah. So that was a decision. We wanted to go there and make it a defensive school. So that's probably one of my biggest accomplishments coming out of college was that we made you say known for known for defense. And, uh, you know, that's just a lot of respect for those guys over at UCLA. And that's really what went into our system. We just wanted to, you know, show that we could play at a higher level. You know, we think we did so this past season. Yeah, absolutely did, man. Talk to me about these last few weeks down in Frisco and the opportunity from Eric Galco and his staff to go down to Shrine and compete against not only just some of the top defenders in the country alongside you, but as top, some of the top offensive linemen in the entire country and show show some of the scouts that maybe had some question marks in your scouting report, and then you bolded those and forced teams to, to adjust their positional boards a little bit at the edge spot. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I want to say and take this opportunity to thank uh, Mr. Gielko for giving me the opportunity to come down to the Frisco Strong Bowl and, you know, the opportunity to go out there and compete with, you said, like the best prospects in the country. So, number one, I just want to say thank you to him. And after that, I'd like to say, man, I feel great. You know, it's, it's one thing to know that you're, you know, you're a top guy, like you feel that and you know that, but it's another thing to go out there and prove it. So just being out there to go out there and, and do pass rush, one-on-one reps, in-game reps, whatever it is. I haven't played football since my last bowl game, so it was good just to play the game of football again and uh, take, a, take a, a week away from, you know, all the all the four-year training and things like that. So it was just fun to go out there and compete. Like you said, there was some great prospects out there, some really good football players. And uh, I felt like I, I, we stood out. And, uh, you know, going out there doing our thing, you know, football comes easy to me and my brother. <laughs> and uh, we just had fun out there, you know, going out there, like you say, competing against some of the best guys. And we're very fortunate for to have the opportunity to go out there. So, yeah. Yeah, your film was outstanding in the week. Not only just at UCLA, flip it on. You know, obviously, you pop a lot of downs. I mean, look, you look back to, to this year, your top 10 in the country in pressures right beside your teammate in Law 2 and your brother as well was top 20 in pressures. I believe he was 19th or something like that in pressure. So going down there, it was easy to see you guys dominate in those one-on-one opportunities. And, and I wanted to ask you, Gabriel, just take the layers back a little bit for me. Your process when you look at tackles, guys that maybe are quicker off the edge or maybe a little bit more stout, maybe more dominant run blocker, and how those guys are in pass pro. Just take me into your process as far as maybe alignment, certain tendencies that you see in film that helps you win a rep before the ball's ever snapped. Absolutely. That's a great question. So going back to my days in college, you know, I was a guy that played all across the defensive line. So I not only had to watch the tackle, but I had to watch the guard, the center, just to pick up on things because I didn't know 
who I was going to be going against during the game time when game time comes. Because, yeah. you know, I, I come from multiple defense and I'm a multiple player. So I was versatile all across the defense line. But I would just give you some tendencies, some stuff that I picked up on picked up on throughout the week on a tackle for, you know, I'll start with the tackle. Mainly I would like to, I would start to see like what kind of, what type of setter he is, where he's a disc setter, a vertical setter. You know, if he likes to get, get back or like he likes to set his feet, like what point in his set he likes to set his feet, what hand he likes to punch, where it's the inside, outside hand. A lot of things you can pick up and mentality you can go in. Okay. This guy's an outside hand punter, puncher and uh, he's a vertical setter. Okay. So you have to get a good, good get off. And uh, a move that I like to work a lot is uh, the cross chop. And that's something I'll work on somebody like that. And then say I get like a, a vertical, uh, a disc setter, somebody that's more horizontal, that's what disc setting is. And uh, he punches his inside hand. Well, I'm going to sail up the field, maybe hit him with a spin move or a double swipe inside and beat his inside hand because that's the hand that he likes to punch. So it depends on what I see on, at film. You know, so that's that's mainly what I like, you know, lining up against a guy, whether I got to see what type of setter he is, what type of hand he punches and things like that. So that's how I win the rip before I actually get out there by studying the guy throughout the week and figuring out what type of setter he is and what type of hand puncher he is. I love it, man. Look, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you how, how just cool of, of an opportunity that's been going from North Texas to UCLA with your brother, Grayson. And there's not a lot of guys out there that can play with their brother, let alone be twins. And you guys were dominant <laughs> in UCLA uh, for these last few years. Just talk to me about your experience with lining up with Grayson, how cool of an opportunity is as well. You guys are both entering this pre-draft process together. Well, it's like, uh, if I could paint a picture for you, you know, it's something that me and my, you know, ever since I was in Pee Wee, I've always looked at my brother playing with him and, you know, dreaming that we play at the biggest stage and always telling each other, like, we're going to be there, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, uh, you know, just being able to live that out with my brother, not only at North Texas, but at UCLA in L.A., uh, we never thought we'd be in L.A. I'm from Dallas, Texas, <laughs> and I never thought I'd go out to L.A. And just being able to do that with my brother was such a surreal moment. And uh, just a, 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 I can remember a clip or something in my head that always comes up when people ask me about playing with my brother. And it was a third down versus uh, Stanford. And I remember looking across and seeing my brother, play, seeing my brother and looking, we're kissing eyes. I was like, man, we're about to go get this quarterback. So it was just a surreal moment being able to play with my brother. Uh, you know, God bless us with that opportunity. And it's one thing to go out there and play with him, but it's another thing to go out there and dominate with yeah. him. And, uh, you know, it was just a blessing. Me and my brother really had fun doing that. Yeah, man, look, any guys out there that are active or maybe inactive that used to play in the league that, look, you're you're your own type of ball player. you got your own skill set. But are there any things that you take from certain guys here and there? Maybe it's their hands or how they win or they convert speed to power, maybe a bull rush or maybe little techniques that they use in the run game. Things that maybe take some from some guys that have played in the league a little while? Absolutely. Uh, I'm a big believer in studying film. You know, me and my brother watch cut a lot of people up put them up on the tv and break people down but some of the guys that i like watching is von miller i like watching his being you know that people like to say he has good ghosts but i like to add that to the end of my rush mm-hmm. uh, after i had defeated the hands you know changing my shoulder levels another guy's max cross but i think he's a, one of the best players in the nfl with his hands we used to watch a lot of tape on him me and my brother and we ought to uh in the door or in, in our apartment so we used to watch him a lot. Uh, T.J. Watt, I think he's another guy that uses his hand very well. So I like to watch a lot of guys take a lot of multitudes of their game and add it to my game, you know, just specifically a little. I can take a little things from people's game and put it in mine. And another guy that's inactive right now that uh, I think is one of the best pass rushers of all time is DeMarcus Weir. Okay. Uh, I really like watching his tape growing up, watching him. 
And uh, yeah, so I like, I like watching his tape a lot. And I learned a lot of things from him. I wanted to ask you, Gabriel, because I know you brought it up just a couple minutes ago when you talked about that Stanford game. I wanted to bring that up because I'm, I'm looking at it here. And week eight, week eight out Stanford and week nine against Colorado, two great teams, right? Two prestigious programs, of course, in the pack. You had 17 pressures, two sacks, six quarterback hits, nine hurries in both those games combined. Is there something that just clicks sometimes in these games where you just start to take over and that's the ability that, that, that Gabriel Murphy has deep down in his game to where he could take over a football game at any moment? Absolutely. And, I, you know, I, I knew I was going to dominate that game on Monday. Uh, before practice, before anything, after watching the tape, you know, you get a time after Saturday to decompress and the Sunday you go out there and get treatment and whatnot and watch tape. And I knew on Monday that I was going to have a dominant, dominant performance in both those games, just like I think every every week I'll yeah. you know, have a dominant performance. But, yeah, so it's not mainly like a switch that I clicked on or nothing like that. It's just, man, I was confident going into that week like I am for every game. And uh, just the way that the chips fell, you know, I had a good – good feel for the game when I got into it or whatever it was and you know we just had a lot of fun out there mainly mainly for me the biggest thing with me is I love playing football I love having fun with the guy I love having fun with my teammates and uh it's just good you know going out there and being able to dominate and going to the sideline laughing with your boys and stuff like that that's one thing I'm gonna miss about uh UCLA uh you know not only playing with Marbo but playing with Lotto playing with Jay playing with Gary all the, the whole D-line was real close, and, you know, I think that's what made me so great this year. I mean, it's also great in having one of the best defensive lines in the country is that we all loved each other, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love to hear that. And just a couple more for you here. Just, we talked about your game as a ball player, right, when you're all strapped up and you're, you're getting after quarterbacks, but what are some things you like to do off the field? Do you like to, are you a gamer? you like to cook? you like to hunt? What are some things that, that you like to do off the field, man? Yeah, some things that I like to do off the field is probably just fishing, uh, spending, you know, downtime, uh, working out playing with my mom, my dad. I'm, re- I'm a real, I'm a homebody. And okay. I love my family. I'm a real close to my family. So just anything, you know, my dad's my best friend. My brother's my best friend. So anything doing with those guys, uh, we like to go hunt. We like to go fishing. Uh, we like to play the game every once in a while, but mainly just spending time with my family and uh, working out and, like I said, going fishing, hunting with more outdoors guy. So I got to ask you, I've had a lot of guys that tell me, look, they like to go fishing. They're kind of the local pond type of guy with bass and catfish. Or are you a guy that maybe wants to go deep sea fishing one of these days, maybe catch a marlin or something like that? <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know, I spent the time out in L.A. And that was my first time going out there to the ocean, you know, going to the ocean and whatever it was. So I just got to get a little familiar with it. You know, like I'm, I'm more of a lake guy, too, because I've always been around lakes right. being from Texas. But, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I would definitely get out there and, you know, see what I can do in deep sea fishing. But, uh, yeah, that would be something I look forward to for sure. Awesome, man. Look, last one for you, Gabe, before we get you out of here. Just when you look back on this whole journey, from the first time you ever strapped up as a kid to your high school career, college at North Texas, and a success at, the U- at UCLA in the Pac-12, and now you're in this pre-draft process, just how special is that moment going to be for you and your family when you hear your name called in these next few months? It's going to be such a surreal moment. You know, it's just, a, you know, I pray every night and, you know, talk to God almost every day. And uh, it's something I'm blessed. He's blessed me with being this opportunity, not only with me, but with my brother. And it's something I worked for my whole entire life. Like you say, coming up from, you know, being a little kid all the way through college from North Texas to UCLA, I've always dreamed about this moment. And uh, just for it to be, you know, a few months away is something that uh, I think I think the good Lord for, I think my family for, I think my Everybody in my life for has had my corner, you know, from my coaches, from my family, all that. And uh, I just thank, uh, thank the Lord once again for the opportunity. And it's something that I look forward to, but uh, I don't look too forward to it because, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it from the combine and pro day and things like that. And I'm just ready to go burn those up 
and I'll put myself in a better position. That is Gabriel Murphy, edge rusher from UCLA. Just what a what a well-smoking young man. I mean, this guy, look, you turn on the tape of UCLA, I know a lot of the attention was focused on Leitu Latu, one of the premier edge rushers in this class, and probably a top 10 pick is my edge one in this class. You look at a guy like Gabriel Murphy, and we're also going to have our interview his brother as well, Grayson Murphy, here in these next few days. And look, Gabriel can flat out play. It doesn't matter. You want a guy to bull rush you, win the inside, win the outside, set the edge in the run game. Gabriel Murphy can do it all for you. If I do guys, take a few minutes to turn on Gabriel Murphy's tape and you'll appreciate and you understand why he finished top 10 in pressures out of all edge rushers. Not just guys in the Pac-12, not just guys in Power 5, but all in, entire FBS, top 10. I believe he was 7th overall in pressures with 61, again, for the UCLA Bruins. So a guy that can flat out get after the quarterback. And that's something that we know in today's day and age. It's not just one or two guys that teams want to get after the quarterback. Teams have a lot of three, four, five-man rotations to get after the quarterback and make life hell under center. And Gabriel Murphy's going to be a heck of addition for any team that he falls and finds himself in here in these next few months. So as always, appreciate you guys tuning in. A lot more of these interviews to come. You can find my work at Bleacher Report and the Draft Network. If you don't follow me there already on Twitter, I'm at underscore Ryan Fowler. So as always, appreciate you guys tuning in. I will talk to you soon. I'm Ryan Fowler, and this is Commanding the Huddle. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.